Yes, folks, it's 2 p.m. Pacific. It's Thursday. I'm Fred McMurray, which means this must be... Billers, 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 Australian, Billers, 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 Australian. So, I'm Fred McBride, and we're live, and everyone's talking. <laughs> so, folks, we're live now. Thank you. People, so many, so much, so much time, so much time. So, Ray, so Kristen, how are we doing today? We're doing good. Good, good. It's an absolutely gorgeous day here in Aurora, Illinois. And uh, we, well, a few minutes ago, we were at 70 degrees, and right now it's 67. So I think it's going to get down to around 49, 50 degrees. But uh, enjoying this gorgeous weather, sunshine, and beautiful fall colors, it's absolutely great out. Well, I'm surprised you have fall colors because all mine happen to be in my yard. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, we have the same temperature about as you do, and I just got off the John Deere, which I need a John Deere hat. I think that's what I need for oh, yeah, my tractor days. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Roselle, Illinois is about the same, and all of our leaves primarily are on the ground. So uh, before the show, I was out there power mulching uh, <laughs> so we can get as much done before the weather turns on us again. How about you, Fred? How are you in sunny California? I should have worn shorts. It's in the low to mid-80s, and it's sweaty, and it's been that way the last two days, and it's just kind of annoying. But what can I say? It's better than snow or sleet or rain or hail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rub it in. Snow is good. Snurt is not. (laughs) Right. The problem is, is it starts out as snow, and then it becomes snurt. Yeah, don't need that. Um, yes, it starts, yeah, it's pretty, and then it's not. So we, we have our guests on right now, and they're looking at each other and saying, what the hell is snurt? <laughs> <laughs> that means they're not from here. We are not from there. That is true. So, Where are you from? Well, why don't somebody introduce them first? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Ray, that's your job. We, I forgot. See? We welcome Mike and Maura Pierce, okay? And uh, they are with the Network in Action franchise. Is that correct? Well, yes. That's that's good. Good. Yeah. We have a lot of hats, and we're not wearing any, but um, we, we have well, a lot of hats that we wear. Yeah, we'll talk about those. Uh, so right now, where are you at, and how is the weather well, today's weather high is expected to be around what 82, 82 degrees. degrees and sunny. Oh, tonight low should be around 52 degrees. Oh, okay. So where where are you at? San Antonio, Texas. Oh, we like San Antonio. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been there twice, right? Right for convention. Nice place. Yeah, for a convention, I spent boot camp there in the Air Force. <laughs> ah, okay. So maybe not fond memories, I guess, of San Antonio? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I, I, at the conventions, at, at least. Uh, <laughs> they were right on the uh, river walk. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. 
So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Really you cool. like that Coyote Ugly bar, that's why. <laughs> so, anyway, tell us about, you know, one of the things that I, I'm intrigued with, uh, with with you guys is the fact that you've been a couple in business now for 20 years, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. 20 long years. Okay. <laughs> and uh, that is one of the things that I, I, I love to discuss because um, my wife and I started the business uh, 18 years ago. Well, yeah, 18 years ago. She's since passed on, but that's another story. But I always liked the fact that it, she never wanted to be in the business when we started it. We we studied it together we uh, you know uh, did all the research and everything and what to do and and we both agreed about what we should do but she says you know i'm not the management type i don't want to be in the business so you i'll just work outside and you go ahead and do what you have to do well it turned out that she lost her job through a series of circumstances and uh, she couldn't find another one i says well come on let's Join the company. I tell you what, I was just absolutely thrilled. She just took over like, <laughs> like she was doing this all her life. So, yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, Kristen, what what is your story on that? And I know you and your husband work closely together in the business. Yeah. So um, I need that T-shirt that says, um, forget how it's phrased, but you know, some people can't handle me. Um, <laughs> So my husband and I also went through the due diligence and had every intention of being in business together from the start. Um, he's the MBA. He's more the finance guy and the numbers and I'm the people person. So we thought, Oh, this is going to be great. Well, we also had high hopes that that would happen in the first five years. Well, we, we opened in 2007, so that didn't happen. And at this point, um, really after maybe the first two years, I said, I, I can't have you here. Like, I just, I don't, don't touch my things. Don't look in my computer. So he's been exiled um, for about 11 years now. So, wow. yeah, you know, it's, it's, that's what happens if you have, I mean, in some ways, and perhaps with, with uh, Mike and Laura, you know, you can have, um, personality traits or skill sets that complement one another. And then I think being married, sometimes um, those are just a bit too much to take from home into a 24-7 situation. And I think that's where um, I just couldn't take that much, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. So back so, to our so, guest. Uh, yeah, back to our guest. So you've been working closely with each other, and and how do you complement each other, or or? Yes, the way the way we always look at it, we won't go see that. But the way we always look at it. <laughs> oh yeah. Love it. Oh, it's backwards, I guess. But yeah. But we don't know Rebecca. That's the way it should work. You know that. Yeah, you, you do. You, you. Yeah, we, you know, Rebecca, you'll you'll see Zoracle, and it turns out we we make one complete person. Mm. Where he's strong, I'm weak. Where I'm weak, he's strong, and you know yeah. we're able to finish each other's um, sentences. No <laughs> work. 
because the other person just gives up because they hate it. Mm-hmm. So I think learning early on that, you know, just do what you enjoy doing and let the other person do it and don't meddle, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah we, we do kind of complete each other. It took us a while to kind of figure that out. I mean, you know, basically we were, we got married and within... We're in Texas. Excuse the truck that just went by. He heard that. <laughs> We, uh, we got married, and then right after that, pretty much within a year, uh, we were going to be out of jobs. We knew that our, our work was, uh, we were going to get laid off, and, and so we decided we wanted to work for ourselves. And so we started right away. We got married, and then, you know, we, less than a year, less than a year we, had a, we had a business together. And oh, wow. we got into the home care business, which is a 24-hour 24 24 hour a day business. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, that we were able to, to really grow that. I mean, it, you know, it, it is one of those things where it took us a little while, but I mean, we realized that, you know, there, we each had strengths and we each had weaknesses, and we were able to mesh those together. And we always refer to ourselves as team peers because you know, we, we always say we make one superhuman. Uh, put us together, and, and we, we, can, we can accomplish just about anything. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that analogy. See, I always, I always find – go ahead. Good. This is for couples to recognize whether they can work together or not. Yeah. Do I save the marriage or do I save the business? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, uh, it really comes down to communication, too, because what we, fortunately for us early on, we didn't have a real big issue. We were able to mesh pretty well. But once we, uh, we actually started realizing and we actually did a, a disc profile and realized our personalities and once we also realized how we could communicate better based on that that changed a lot of things too i mean we one of the things is i'm a type of person i have to ask a lot of questions it's like if you want to do something i'm going to ask you probably 20 or 30 questions so i get to the point where i fully understand and i'm fully behind what you're doing mm-hmm. and more is the type of person that you you tell her you want to do something she just goes off and does it and she doesn't want to hear questions right. so i ask questions she gets mad I, mm-hmm. have to, I realized that, okay, I have to limit my number of questions. <laughs> make them smart and make them good. Exactly. Yes. So once you kind of realize those, uh, those kind of things and understand how to better communicate, I think that, that adds a lot to it as well. I may have an issue with patience. That might be the problem. <laughs> but like you, Laura, I'm the same way. I get like super defensive. Like, why are you asking me these questions? I don't need all these questions. We just need to do it, you know? Right. Well, I mean, and there's the other thing. Mike's good with people. I'm good with things. So, you know, if something needs to get done quickly, yes, put me on it. Um, if there's a HR concern, I mean, when you're in a home care, you have, you know, we finished with about 120 employees, plus we owned a spa at the same time. You know, whenever there was a problem, you know, technical, I'd fix it. If it was, you know, people-oriented, Mike did it. He was really good at training. So, you know, as long as we stay in our own lane, we, we, we do pretty well. Yeah. That's awesome. I find having a hammer with thunderbolt really helps when working with the spouse. (laughs) (laughs) And you two are very different also, Fred. Well, that's just me, myself, and I, but that's beside the point. The fact that you can hit them from across the room and be out of uh, arm range or a hand range really, really helps. Of course, once you've shot the thunderbolt, you're kind of screwed. But you know, never mind. Yeah, go hit your moment. Yeah. Get, or 
pick your battles. Yeah, either way. Yeah. Go go ahead, Ray. So tell us what businesses. Uh, maybe start from the beginning if you want. What businesses uh, did you start with? Oh well, I started back um, with a comic book and seeds. Oh. I was not a very good seed salesman when I was about in about second grade, so I switched to the greeting card business. Um, oh, okay. Comic book mm -hmm. wasn't successful there either, so I thought maybe I needed to grow up a little bit to get a little bit more, um, I guess, street credibility. Um, mm -hmm. So then um, my next business after that was sandwich delivery, and that's where I learned about cost of goods sold. Um, I took all the food out of the refrigerator and sold it. I was very successful. I had my own little food wagon. And then when my parents came home, they were quite um, upset with me, not recognizing that I had true entrepreneurial spirit. And I had to give them every single dime I earned. So um, after that, um, I waited a few more years after that. You did and, Girl Scout cookies. Oh, I did do Girl Scout cookies, but I mean, that's not business for yourself, but I used to always be on the front page. Um, mm -hmm. And then, let's see, let's go up to Comfort Keepers. That was our first business that we bought. Um, we thought senior home care was perfect. Um, I had a grandmother I took care of, and we really enjoy working with seniors. We're looking to move to Florida so we can be surrounded by seniors. Um, we just really enjoy them. Um, we're back in home care again right now. Um, but we can talk about that in a little bit. And then we, you know, started a spa from scratch. Went into senior fitness after we sold our business. Um, did that for a couple years. That was another franchise. And now we have Network in Action. And now we work for a franchisor. So we've, we've done a lot in 20 years. You kind of jumped around a little bit too, right? I mean, you yeah. go from senior care into a spa business. What to kind of from one to leap to the other? How did those tie together for you? Well, a lot of it really was being in that senior industry, you also see that the more you take care of yourself early on, the better kind of your, your end of life is going to be. I mean, we, and we were learning that pretty quickly. And uh, again, like anybody else, you, you like, you enjoy getting a massage, you, get, you know, when you're going on vacation, you get massages. And so, you know, it was also more of a wellness fall too. So not only are we doing massages, but we're also looking at that wellness aspect. So we wanted to kind of take that wellness to, to get it out to more and more people and really get them to, to get a better, healthy lifestyle, just knowing what we're coming down the road as you get older. So we did it, acupuncture too. Yeah, and yeah, it was something that we did. We had acupuncture as well. So it was more of a wellness uh, type spa, but it was also driven by the fact we wanted people to, to you know, take care of themselves now so mm -hmm. that it wouldn't be so hard later on in life. So you then made the transition with all these different franchises and things. We're, we're all now one of them, you said, I think your spa was a startup, right? Mm -hmm. And now the one, was it one or two were franchises? Three of them. Yeah, three different franchises that we had. Okay. So, and yeah, we're so, also not good about timing, um, but we can talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, because one of the questions is when is the right time to start a business, and there is never a right time. We'll tell you all our experiences with opening businesses. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, just, just don't give out our address. People will come over here and throw buckets of water on us. <laughs> <laughs> a very, um, very interesting parallel to, to misery and economy in our business openings. 
Sure. Yeah, I've experienced that as well. <laughs> you feel like you throw it all out there and then, yeah. wow, you know, it's very nerve wracking. Well, one of, one of the nice things about being in a franchise, though, when there are downturns in the economy or in the thing we're in now, you have other people to rely on to, you know, ask questions about, well, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, all my employees are not showing up to work. <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there's a strong support system out there mm-hmm. that you, know, you don't necessarily get if you, you know, have a business on your own. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And of course, if you go in as a couple, now you can rely on each other. You know, like, like you said before, you, you know, one has a strength and the other one has a different strength and and you can complement the uh, the outcome on on a lot of things or you commiserate together yeah right yeah. right yeah well, either two in the morning thing i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> now uh my my wife and i had a, an agreement when, uh and that is when i started the business i said when i get home i don't want to talk about it and we carried that on when she joined the business. And that seemed to help a lot because obviously we talked a lot while we were at work. And, uh, and she wanted to know a lot about the business before she went into it. But, you know, I, I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> you know? But how, how about you guys? You know, do you talk? You know, obviously you probably talk at work. But do you, when you get home, do you say, okay. <laughs> Well, we, we work from home. Yeah. I think it actually, it pretty much never stops. I mean, it, it really, um, well, we come up with fantastic ideas. Yeah, yeah, we're always coming up with good ideas and everything. And, and so even when we go on vacation, um, okay. vacation usually ends up, you know, talking about work and everything. So, I mean, that is one thing it is we just, our conversations, you know, tend to, to always kind of revolve around work. I mean, we, we do other things and, yeah, we get involved in other, other types of things, but it's like, you know, a lot of the time, really, is we don't really shut anything off at any time. Uh, any, any time, one of us could come up with a great idea, and, like, we have to share that. We have to do something. Mm-hmm. So. so I know that you guys had a professional, professional jobs before you went into this together. Um, for, for us, I mean, the one big thing was health care at the time, right, and that steady paycheck. So I have to assume that it was a huge leap of faith for you to both leave corporate jobs and dive right into it. No, not really. No, okay. This was back in back in 2000. So, uh-huh. um, I mean, we both so they, left paying what about 150, 175,000 a piece jobs back in 2000. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were making very good money, but I mean, how many times can you get bought and sold? In a corporate life, and yeah. been able to buy insurance here. If anybody has any, you know, new shattering, I guess, bumper music, you've been able to buy insurance since, you know, I don't know, or before 2000. Uh huh. An insurance agent, and then you pay for it. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, there's really, you know, I mean, things didn't start getting dicey until they decided to change things and quote unquote make them better, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. So, if you fast forward to today, you know, the problems back then were no problems. The problems today are very different. Mm-hmm. You know, there isn't anything, you know, I can't, I, there's no such thing as affordable health care anymore. It has been, it's been blown up. And right. it's a problem and they need to, you know, we need competition. That's the problem. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's unaffordable health care. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It is a struggle for us today when we started out, not one bit. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't really a concern. I mean, it was also more of, okay, we want to go out and do this. We, we, you know, we don't want to be on the corporate grind anymore. And it was just kind of that opportunity. It's kind of like, it was just kind of the kick in the pants to say, okay, you need to go do this. Uh, okay. So, so, yeah, for us, we, we jumped into it and then, yeah, we were kind of a little nervous in getting started, but um, but I mean that's what we tell people too, because we also you know work with people and helping them trying to find businesses and everything. It's like if you're not scared when you start yeah. a business, that's this is natural. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Fred wants to uh, break into a commercial. So when we come back. Let's talk about what advice you would give people who are thinking of doing what you're doing. And okay. I'll make okay. I'll make the comment. So people are surprised that the government gets involved in stuff they have no clue about, and then they screw it up. And that's a surprise. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, well, heard it first here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on on that note, we'll go to a commercial, but uh, we want to give a shout out to our friends at Feedspot. Why, Ray? Why do we want to give a shout out? They rated us number one. They number rated one. us number one in the top 20 franchise podcasts that you must follow in 2020. So if Feedspot's got it right, you should be listening. And now a word from a sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, We'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine.com. Thanks, Michelle. And we are back. Ray, continue onwards with your question. So I, I think there's uh, probably a good segment of our audience who uh, are thinking, you know, do I want to do this with my spouse or, you know, how, do, how should we do that? And I was hoping you could give us some advice on, you know, how they should uh, answer that question for themselves. Go first. Uh, yeah, you can go first. I'll go first. Um, one thing is, is that what people don't realize is nobody's going to pay you for your job when you leave. When you have your own business, especially a franchise, you're building an asset. Mm -hmm. So, you know, unless you're lucky enough that somebody's going to say, well, you know, Joe, when you leave your job, I'm going to, I'm going to pay you, you know, a couple million dollars, which doesn't happen. Unless you're a CEO and they give you a, yeah, you a can big get golden, golden parachute. parachute. Yeah. That doesn't happen to everyday Joe. Yeah. So, you know, if you're interested in building an asset and I mean, it's an amazing adventure. I mean, we, you know, you wouldn't be in three different systems, start a franchise from the start and, you know, be in franchising for 20 years if you didn't find it fun, exciting and rewarding. Mm -hmm. 
And what were you going to say? No, no, but it does take the right person to be able to do that. They, they have to be willing to take uh, a chance and really? be really willing to take that risk. And, and the other thing, too, is you know, if you want to work with your spouse, some of those people think, oh, yeah, it'll be easy to work with my spouse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's just not that easy. Right. Um, you really have to think about that. You have to think that that is going to be a good move. And, and of course, what Laura showed you earlier, that didn't really you couldn't really see it too well. I should have put it backwards. Yeah, but uh, but it is one of those things where you know, and, and again, if you're familiar with Zoracle and, and what Rebecca Monet does is that you know, you if you look at where your strengths are, you could probably see where you, where you may have some difficulties. And if that doesn't mesh up real well right from mm-hmm. the beginning, you may want to rethink what you're you know if you want to go into business with your spouse. But but it is one of those things. You have to be willing to take the risk. There is reward at the end. Um, you know, you know, having a franchise gives you the, the system to be successful. So, you know, it is one. It's it, some soul searching. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the uh, amount of money you have available to you is definitely a, a factor because, uh, in my case, uh, my wife's paycheck actually went to, towards payroll quite a few weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were starting out. So, uh, and if you're not willing to do that. You know, if you're willing to, uh, you have to make sacrifices. I like what you said just before the commercial. If you're not scared, there's something wrong. Run away! Run away! Plenty scared, that's for sure. How long do you think, um, in your situation, it sounds like you guys did a lot of research, and but it wasn't all smooth working together. You know, for people who say, you know, we've done this, we think we want to work together. Um, you know, maybe I got impatient too quickly. That would not be unlike me. Um, but it sounds like, you know, it wasn't all smooth sailing, right? I mean, it took some time to figure out, as you said, Mike, I learned to not ask so many questions. I learned more about how she likes to go and do, and I'm more the analytical. I mean, clearly you didn't know that from day one completely, right? Sure. We did, we did not. Um yeah, and I get it. It took some time. I mean, we were able to, we didn't really have any, any major problems, but we just knew that, you know, you know, there was something that why we, a lot of times we just kind of clash on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, again, once we kind of became more aware of, of our personality profile, so to speak, uh, it, it was, you know, it just made it a little bit easier. And do you guys have kids too? No. Um, okay. And I mean, the other thing is, is that we didn't know any better. We were married, what, about nine, 10 months. Okay. We opened our doors. Um, we started our business probably about, or went to training and everything about, I'd say six to eight months after we were married. So, I mean, we're stupid. We didn't know. We're still in that honeymoon phase. You're yeah, like, sure. That's an advantage. Being stupid is an advantage. <laughs> yeah, you grew up in it together, basically, right? I mean, that's just how it yeah. was. So so now that you've been in it for a while, and obviously I want to talk a little bit about your newest adventure um, here, but tell me, do you feel like you were able to find a good work-life balance with both of you being in it? Because it sounds like on vacations you're talking about it, at night at home having a glass of wine you're talking about it. How do you feel when it comes to work-life balance? Well, I mean, when we started, it was um... – I would say it was almost three, almost three years. It was three years before we really took a vacation. 
and okay. really took any time off. I mean, you know, it was it was a lot of work getting it started. Uh, and you know, once we got to that point where we we, we took that vacation, and again at that point you kind of give yourself permission to take some time off. Uh, we built up a little bit of an infrastructure and everything, but you know, we once we got to that point, uh, it was easier for us to have that work-life balance. We were usually taking a vacation pretty much every year. We would you would try to we would try to really work through the, the holidays to give our staff, you know, the holidays off and then kind of those off holidays is when we would take our trips. I mean, um, although the one, one trip we took, um, yeah, we, was snuck actually, yeah, we, we snuck away. It was actually over Thanksgiving. And of course at the time we lived in, in the DC area. So, um, mm-hmm. we, we basically went to Iceland, you know, over Thanksgiving. And wow. yeah, it, it was just a, a quick four day trip, but we went up to Iceland spent some time up there. And even from there, you know, I logged in and I did payroll, you know, it was right. like that, that Friday, I, I yeah, got everything done, finished up payroll so I could do that remotely. But yeah, so it took us a little time to get things going, but we, we tended to be able to try to smooth things out. But we would always take vacations every year, make sure that we, we had some time away. Good. Yeah. I think that's really important. It is. It is. But as I'm sure you, you might agree, as an individual, a business owner, your mind does not stop. It's constantly going. And that's what my, I think my fiance is going to have to learn because mm-hmm. out of the clear blue sky, I'll start talking about something, about the business. And, you know, she doesn't know. That's the, you know as an entrepreneur, you're, you're con- your mind, is, you see something on TV or you pick up a magazine or something and you see something and your mind starts going into the into the business mode. Well, the other thing too is you, you go out anywhere and if you're at a at a store, a restaurant, whatever, and you see something that's kind of broken and you're like, why are these people not doing this? Why yeah. you know, this is the way you should be doing it. You want good customer service, you should be doing it. And you just kind of want to go over and you know work with the people and say, hey, by the way, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should do this. I mean, you, you know, you're always trying to, to improve and, and fix things. At least, at least that's the way we are. We always have yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't give it up. <laughs> yeah. So what's this latest adventure that you folks are in now? Tell us a little bit about your current situation. Well, currently we have network in action, and, and again with all the work that we've done and and really trying to also help people in, in getting businesses and everything and trying to build networks. Um, network in action came about because it's uh, it's basically business networking. So you're bringing business people together, helping them grow their businesses through networking and providing them some additional really resources because that networking industry really has not changed in, in I don't know how many years, probably 20, 30 years. You know, it's still, you know, passing paper leads back and forth or passing business cards where this is actually a, it's a technology backbone. You're able to pass the leads in real time, right from your smartphone. You can really run the business from your smartphone for that matter because everything is right there. Uh, so the idea is we have these groups of people, bring them together, help them be able to pass referrals, be able to grow their businesses. And there can be a, comp- a component to that where we're doing coaching. And you know, we enjoy helping other people and sharing our experiences and helping them be able to grow their businesses. So it's a great opportunity. Um, you know, unfortunately for us, you know, we come back to you know, starting a business. We, we were uh, scheduled. We had just bought the business, and we actually had just moved to San Antonio. And 
in February, we were supposed to have our first meeting, and the week before is when the city shut down from COVID. So here we have a in-person meeting <laughs> concept <laughs> in which you people cannot meet in person. <laughs> but again, that's where having a franchise is great because they easily pivoted around to doing the virtual meeting and providing that. And because of, we had this technology background already, we were, we were really first at the market and being able to do that for these networking meetings. So, so it was really a great opportunity. Uh, and, and again, it's the, the virtues of having a franchise, because if you didn't have a franchise, you know, you were kind of out of luck at that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always found interesting when I go to these uh, networking meetings and, and, I don't go as much anymore as I did when it was new, but you know, a lot of times I was one of the only franchisees in there. And so there are a lot of people who are trying to do it now with the exception, of course, there's always your realtors um, who are independent, but under a brand. And I don't really know how, what they're considered to be there, but um, it was really interesting because the things I had to talk about were a little bit different because they didn't have anybody to, to kind of soul search with. And I would be like, Oh gosh, yeah, I call up Ray or I call up Dick or I talk to them about what's going on. And so um, when you do these networking um, groups, whether it be on zoom or where, however you do it, do you find more franchisees or do you find more like uh, independent entrepreneurs? Well, because of COVID, we really haven't been able to start it up, but I'd say we do have a good mix of some franchisees that we were able to bring in virtually. Uh-huh. So, um, and then the, you know, the realtors, the insurance agents, kind of like those stock people that come to those, those meetings. Yeah. And we just try to put as well because, you know, again, there are a lot of them are, are new to owning a business. Um, and, you know, they need to be able to get out there and make those connections. And, you know, the franchisor can't hold their hand and, and, you know, take them out to places and tell them, okay, you've got to go do this, got to go do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's their business. They're independently owned and operated, you know. So they need to, to be aggressive in what they do. So we really try to reach out to those franchisees as well and try to get them to be involved. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I think there's, you know, because – franchises already have a great networking within themselves and then they need to expand that. So I think this uh, is something that uh, would really work well. Yes. Well, it does because, I mean, you're, you're more likely to close business from a personal referral than you are from, you know, any of your other efforts that you have out there in marketing. So, you know, we heard a story of a person who's got an $80,000 deal. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, it was through networking action. So, you know, it, it certainly is a great way to do it. Um, you know, what Mike also didn't mention is that, you know, we only meet once a month as opposed to weekly. So the time commitment is, is far lower. Yeah. You know, we're able to get the business owners in as opposed to the marketing person, or I call them the marketing person du jour because they never stick around. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you're able to get that stability in the group. And you're dealing with professionals, so you can have that, you know, camaraderie and be able to, you know, to have the same problems because, I mean, we all have the same problems with people, money, and leave. Right. <laughs> yep. And, and so your network in action, you said, is a franchise. Correct. It is a franchise. Okay. Excellent. And how many units do they have across the U.S.? Do you have any idea of Ballpark? Ballpark, um, I want to say there are... Probably about 50 groups. Yeah. The, well, there's okay. quite more groups than that. I think we're at about 15, 16 states now. They've actually, actually been growing during COVID. Um, 
which has been pretty impressive, but I think they're probably up to at least 15 states. I want to say there are about 30 to 40 franchise owners, and I think there's, you know, usually they have about two to three groups each. Okay. Uh, so it is, it is growing very quickly. Awesome. Well, people need a way to still communicate and get their names and businesses out there, that's for sure. I'm still grinding on the marketing du jour comment, marketing person du jour <laughs> comment. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, we were, we were never successful in, in hiring marketing people. I don't care. It just, it just never happened. I mean, we can tell you horror stories of, of you know, unscrupulous marketing people that, you know, said they were someplace and they clearly weren't. Um, we have to thank the Nextel flash sprint system for our, I guess, geo-tracing people, because mm -hmm. that's how we found out that these people weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. I'm still grinding on it. It's been, what, nine years for you, Ray? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hired Fred, uh, how long ago? About nine years, yeah. Nine years ago, and... Uh, yeah, he, he does my marketing and um, one wife ago. <laughs> yeah, one wife. Ago. <laughs> and uh, we, we've become uh, friends. Well, there's always exceptions to the rules. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll accept that. Go ahead, Ray. But uh, I, what was, I think it was the first in-person meeting with Fred. And uh, you're separating our ways, and he says, okay, bye, we'll see you later. And then I, a few minutes later, he walks in. I said, uh, what's wrong? This is the second meeting. <laughs> is this the second meeting? Yeah. And he says, I lost my keys in my car. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. That's Fred. The, the, the first time it was, you're not going to sell me Twitter, are you? And I laughed and said, no, but you know, you got some negative Google reviews. And Ray's response was, I have Google reviews. And I said, yeah, and some of them are negative. And he said, I have Google reviews. It's like, okay, at least I know where we're at. Yeah. 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 So that relationship has, has blossomed, especially recently. We see each other at least once a week. <laughs> Now, uh, Team no Pierce, do you still? I, I just want to go back. So, this this particular franchise you're working on is is in the in the making, so to speak, because of COVID. And you still have another active franchise at this point. Another um, well, active. Actually, business? we're working for a franchise now. Okay. And we're helping them. It's in home here, and we're helping them to onboard their new franchisees. So, mm -hmm. Team Pierce is is out there helping new franchisees. We actually, was it yesterday? No, today, the first, um, we just started, what, two months ago? And um, our first one that opened up just got their first client today, so we're excited. Awesome. And another one that we opened, we've opened two in the last two months, um, and they're just, their opening dates on the 15th of this month, um, just hired, or they're getting ready to hire their first caregivers. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of excitement there. We're proud. Mm -hmm. um, and awesome. we know they're going to get the phone call, not us. So there's a lot of happiness and jubilation along with that. <laughs> As home care, it's a, it's a tough game, 24-7, but it is probably one of the most rewarding franchises that we ever owned, and we're excited to be part of, of this emerging brand. Sure. Well, 
I didn't hear the name of the uh, brand again. Can you? Oh, we never said it. We didn't know if we would uh, leak it or say, oh, we can't mention it because we were here for another company. But um, it's um, Talon Home Care and Placement Services. Oh, okay. Okay. So, awesome. so it's a placement services for home care. Well, it is home care, and then in addition to that, we do placements for seniors. So if somebody is into, you know, looking to maybe move into assisted living, okay. maybe a good uh, independent living referral, we're able to help guide the family to do that. Rather than, you know, having 50 marketing du jour people calling them up from 10, 15 different communities, we basically go in there, have the relationships, and kind of, you know, cut to the chase, show them, you know, what's good, what's bad, let them make their decision, and they're able to make a, a quicker decision as well of where to place their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And then home care is at the heart of what we do. We're um, kind of unique in that we're a care for all company. Um, we, you know, a lot of franchisors kind of stay away from Medicaid. Um, you know, we can help the franchisees get into Medicaid and be able to serve those underserved areas because they deserve good care too. Absolutely. It kind of touched our hearts when we started talking to the founder. That you know, it's it really you know everybody should have access to good quality in home care. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Boy, after a 24/7 business, heavily tugging at your heartstrings, and now you're going to go into networking. <laughs> Hopefully, the the networking part will give you a little more freedom from that 24-7 tug and pull all the time. Yeah, yeah and that's, you know, that's certainly the idea. Plus, you know, just being able to help people share our experiences and, and kind of work with them and growing their business. Because that's another thing we also like to focus on in the networking is getting some of those businesses that are early on. Um, right. You know, because you know, they, they need the help and being able to grow. And that's what we like to like to be able to do. Awesome. So are you finding that you're using Zoom as your, I know you said you're much more technology driven, say, than like a BNI or any right. of these other networking groups. So what are some of the other differences that you are, are offering? Well, um, again, doing those Zoom meetings, again, that's where we're able to pivot really quickly um, and be able to do those types of things. Um, and, you know, as far as kind of differences go, again, the backbone that we have, it's kind of they think of a cross between Facebook and LinkedIn. Basically, when we bring on a member into our group, we're going to do a profile page, and then we also will do a video. And that video is their their 30 second pitch. Because normally, you go to a networking meeting, you know, it's everybody getting up there telling their, their 30 second pitch, and you know, That's after, so yeah, after you vote it time, you know what everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's just not a lot of time to to really network and get to know the people um, because you know they they've all done the pitch. And you just hope that somebody hears your pitch and says, "Oh yeah, I, I could use that." Right. And so that's where you know with us doing it only once a month, we're spending more time and getting to know them. But having that technology, the videos up there, we also do interview videos that we post as well, so you can have those questions they answer. And plus, with the profile page, it shows you everything about the person so when you when that referral is made it's more of a warm referral right out there than just here here's a card call call joe and and yeah he can help you yeah Uh, so those are you know again a little bit of differences that we have and Mm -hmm. really you know gives us that ability to help businesses grow more quickly that's awesome i always thought that the the, uh, networking meetings really needed to be more productive 
um, because I don't necessarily need to go somewhere and pay $25 for lunch to see <laughs> the same faces and hear the same information week after week after week. So that's good. I mean, we have we interactive games. Have interactive games. I mean, every every meeting is different, so you, you never come to a meeting and you get the same thing. Plus, we're not doing those thirty second pitches every time. We're doing right. activities to get to really build deeper relationships with everybody. Awesome, really that's great. Yeah. yeah. So one of, one of the questions I like to ask anybody who's been in business for a while is, um, do you have a memorable experience? Something that happened either negatively or funny or positively or, you know, what, what comes to mind immediately when uh, someone asks a question like that? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. I <laughs> say, you know, there, when you're starting out in home care, you're sometimes finding yourself doing hours in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So um, one of my favorite ones is this woman was just, she was deaf. I mean, just deaf. And we're in a restaurant and, you know, she's yelling, why did you say? You know, I mean, everybody's hearing it. So I'm like slowly crouching down mm-hmm. and, you know, it's time to, you know, the waiter comes in and asks, you know, would you care for dessert? And then she takes her fork and knife and bangs it on the table and goes, bring on the strawberries. And she didn't say it once. She said it several times. So I'm sitting there kind of going, <laughs> digging a hole. <laughs> I've got to remember that one. Bring on the strawberries. Yeah, she really liked it. Yeah. And I wasn't gonna put my fork near that one. I mean, she'll, I'll share it with you. It's like, ah, I think you. No want thanks. Them. Right. Yeah, you want them strawberries? <laughs> what, what kind of what kind of business was she in? Or... Oh, she was no, she was a client in home care. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. fine. I'll find it. Home care. Okay. Yeah, her doctor said she needs to put on weight. She was a, a recent widow, and <laughs> you know she said, "Well, let's go out for lunch." And I said, "Okay, we can go out for lunch." And so we um, we went to this restaurant and you know couldn't hear anything else but heard you know strawberry yeah heard. strawberry shortcake. Boy, she woke up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you know, certainly from home care, it's like we, we have all these great memories and great stories. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, we could write a book about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And then, you know, just from a business perspective, you know, there's you know, a lot of great business stuff. But probably, you know, again, when we sold our home care business, I mean, that was probably, it was, it was a great educational process, too. But, you know, that's also ranked up here. Like, we had built this. And, again, like we said, you're building an asset. And for us, it was an opportunity. We basically, we had to move out of the D.C. area to move closer to my parents to help take care of them. And we had an asset, and we went through the process of selling that. And it, it, was, it was a great feeling to be able to have that and know that all of our work that went into that was, it, it paid off. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Looks like we have to take another commercial break, Ray. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pay the bills somehow. Yeah, pay them. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Keep the electricity going. That's yeah. I'm anxious to talk to you about that whole selling and transition process, too, Wendy, when we come back. Okay. Okay. And away we go. The Franchise Woman is a bi-monthly digital magazine that empowers women as they navigate the franchising industry by providing relevant news, tools, advice, and inspiration. We are a resource for women who are seeking to own their own businesses, improve their existing businesses, find creative solutions, and take advantage of franchise opportunities. 
We feature women in the business who best exemplify our ideals and have something to teach our readers. In addition to our exclusive articles relating to the female entrepreneur, we also feature brands that are geared for women. Women have become the fastest growing sector in business ownership and have become a powerful, influenceable force fueling the economy. The Franchise Women will give you the news that is relevant to you to help you navigate the path of successful franchise ownership. By women, for women, and about women, we are the Franchise Women. Join us today at www.thefranchisewoman.com. And I'll give a shout out to Elizabeth. Uh, they just had their November issue uh, published. Um, it's on work-life balance. And allegedly there's an article in there from a rogue male. Hmm. Hmm. What rogue male do we know? But so go ahead, Kristen. You can. You had a question. Take it away. I, I think you. I think you define rogue. Actually, um, I, the, you're the first one I thought of. Uh, so so. Anyways, I, I want to ask the question. Um, you know, I'm kind of one of those begin with the end in mind people, and because you guys have transitioned between businesses and things, uh, it sounds like the last transition out of home care was due to elderly parents. Is that right? Am I correct on that? Yes, okay. and ironic that we were in home care. They listen to us. <laughs> so, so good question. What made you not pursue that same franchise model where you were moving to? Was that territory already taken or? It was too small of a, of a city or slash town. So okay. it wasn't economically viable to do that. Uh -huh. Plus, we wanted to spend time with his parents. You know, when you're operating a home care company, you don't get that. Right. So, you know, we were busy managing caregivers and being able to yeah. spend some really good quality time with his parents. Okay. So do you guys, I know um, Ray has his exit strategy um, ready to go, and I don't really have an exit strategy yet. Um, but do you guys have kind of a, an exit strategy the next 10, 15, five, whatever years down the road? Well, funny you should ask. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, since we're now working for this franchise, we're full time. We're not able to, you know, totally devote the time that we need to our networking business. So, um, it, you know, either we're going to find somebody to, you know, maybe any B&I people in San Antonio who would like to partner with us um, and make more money we would you know, be willing to look for a partnership with that person or you know, we're looking to sell the business. Um, you know, it's, it's in its infancy. Otherwise, um, I'm not sure, you know, we always say, you know, you have to know what it looks like when it's done. And you know, it's certainly not what we had anticipated, but you know, we thought that working with Talent Home Care was a um, it was an well, opportunity that we could not, we couldn't pass it up. Yeah. Right? We, we've been out of health, our home care, and it's something we really enjoyed doing. And it really wasn't on our radar, but you know, due to COVID and due to everything that kind of took place, it was, it was an opportunity that came to us and it gives us an opportunity to get back into to home care. And as well on the franchise side, because that's what was important. And it, it's a great opportunity. You know, the franchise side. But it, it's a great opportunity to continue to kind of build on you know, what we had done and kind of bring our expertise uh, to that as well. So yeah, our, our exit strategy kind of got blown up from COVID. Hit. 
know, yeah, as, as it did with everyone, right? I mean, we did have our plan set up that, okay, you know, we're coming to San Antonio, we're going to have this business, and we, we knew that this is what it was going to look like. We had pretty much a five-year plan as to what it was going to look like and what we were going to be doing, and mm-hmm. then it kind of, it just evaporated pretty quick. So yeah. we, you know, well, we talk a lot with people on the show about really being able to be flexible and adapting. And I think that you guys are a great example of, you know, whether it's the family thing or whether it's I'm watching Fred dance or it's the, um, the COVID thing. I mean, you've really had to kind of step back and make a shift and make a shift. And I think that's really important for anyone thinking about getting into business, whether it's a franchise or whether it's just, you know, straight up startup business. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. One of the things that people need to, to know is that if you're in business for yourself, you've got to learn to shift gears on the fly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and, and kind of coming back, you know, we talked about when we start businesses. Well, we'll go back to when we started with Comfort Keepers. Um, you know, we pretty much finished up, and it was 2001, August, end of August is when we opened up our doors. And again, we lived in we lived in Virginia, the DC area, so not too far from the Pentagon. Well, guess what? We opened up our doors. 9/11 happened. Uh, yeah. You know, and so here we are sitting on the couch, you know, saying, "Oh my gosh, we just bought a business. This is, you know, and we're just <laughs> it's like, what are we gonna do? Um, and you know, and again, it was one of those things. Okay, well, we just need to suck it up. We need to keep going. And we were it was great. We we're able to build that that business and a multi-million dollar business. Be able to sell that. Um, but then we thought we were smart. We <laughs> yeah, so that, and then when we decided we wanted to start our spa, we opened that up and had invested in that heavily. And, and the first year was really good because that December, you know, we had, to, you know, because we were doing gift cards, we had a great year. Well, right after December. Well, we did $50,000 in gift cards our first December. Yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're like, okay, this is, this is going well. You know, we, we had great plan for this. Well, right after that is when the financial crisis hit. Everything, you know, just blows up. And so we had to pivot on with that business as well. Uh, because that following year, that December, that following year, I think we sold maybe $4,000 in gift cards. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So we made that change. And yeah. then, you know, and then of course we have network in action where we open up and COVID it. Yeah. So our, yeah. our history of, of having a business and starting usually is, is not so good. But, yeah. but yeah. So actually when we're starting our next business, <laughs> we will let you know when the next you'll, you'll know there, yeah, be another crisis. <laughs> well, you definitely have perseverance. And I think that's yeah. super, super important for anybody it, who's going to get is. any kind of business. Yeah. 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 So. Stick it out. Stick with it. Yep. So I, I think Fred is looking, giving me a funny look like uh, he wants to ask a certain question. You take the blue pill. You take the story ends. Story. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. So normally today we would ask a rabbit hole question. However, this week it seems like the whole damn country's gone down the rabbit hole. And <laughs> so since I am basically a anti-authoritarian um, person who will just 
for the pure spike go the opposite way? No rabbit hole question today. Instead, we'll ask the question that's been well on my mind of one of the problems with COVID-19 is the fact that I don't get to travel, which means I can't hop in my car and drive actually to see Ray and Kristen in Chicago, but more importantly, to see my grandkids. And it annoyed the living crap out of me to have to uh, participate in my granddaughter's third birthday last month uh, via Zoom. Better than nothing, but not the same as picking her up, tickling her, and, and kissing and hugging her and making her giggle. So a normal question, which, like I said, we're not going down the rabbit hole because everyone else is down there, and I hate crowds, is... <laughs> What advice would you give to, A, my three-year-old granddaughter, that's for Laura, and B, for Mike, what advice would you give my one-year-old grandson for being successful in life? Start your own business. Yeah, well, she's taking, no, she's. My grandmother told me to do that. She said, well, you know. If you, if you want to, because she had her own business, she had an insurance agency, and she said, you know, you're, you're never going to get anywhere unless you are your own boss. Yeah, and well, so, she's getting know. my spot here. She takes my chunk of West Vine, and my grandson takes my chunk of Pillars of Franchising, because the show will still be on by that point in time, maybe 25 years, and it may be with Kick Ray's grandkids and Kristen's grandkids, but the show will still be going. <laughs> Mike, you're up. I think that's great. I really think, first of all, I have to say really quickly, Fred, that I think it's awesome that your grandmother gave you that advice. Mm-hmm. Very progressive. Oh, yeah. she did. She, you know, she was a widower. Um, my dad was nine years old, and she realized that she needed to, you know, to just take charge of things. And, you know, the little secret is that her father was the, or not her father, yeah, I guess it was her father was the, um, uh, the freeholder in New Jersey, so and had a lot of really good connections, so it helped you know, a lot of instant leads. But she still had to manage that business, go after a lot of you know insurance contracts. She did very well, and you know it's um, you know it was probably the best advice she ever gave me. Awesome, thank you. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> no, she's not. So I guess you know my my advice would be. Learn to throw left-handed because it's easier to get into the major league if you're a left-handed pitcher. <laughs> Problem with that advice is he'd be a Cubs fan because, well. Yeah. <laughs> what other fan is there? Then he'd have a better chance of making the team if he goes out for the Cubs. <laughs> Yeah, the team that took over 100 years to win a, a <laughs> World Series. Yeah, that's going to happen. Good. Yeah, but we're the friendly confines, right? <laughs> I mean, there's so much more warmth to the Cubs team. <laughs> there is? <laughs> I think. All right, that's it. We're going down. down. Now, my brother played for the Cardinals, so we have that argument all the time, right? All right, Ray, I think we've had a very interesting non-rabbit hole, rabbit hole question. So take your last question out. Well, I think our audience is interested in, we have a lot of people listening all the time, and uh, I think they're interested in maybe uh, thinking, well, what if I want to work with my spouse? Or what if I want to, you know, I'm interested in a business that you are in now. 
how would they get a hold of you in, you know, just to maybe discuss that? Uh, well, they can connect with us through LinkedIn. Um, I think you all have our LinkedIn profiles up there, so we'll be happy to connect. Um, yeah, I mean, we can certainly give out our cell phone number. I mean, if they want to call us, uh, the cell phone number is 571-233-1935. Again? 571-233-1935. One of these times when people read that off, I'm going to, like, quickly dial it just so you hear the phone ring right away. <laughs> but we, we put it in the other room. So, so we can't hear it. <laughs> it wouldn't be interrupted. Awesome. Awesome. All right. It's been another interesting and semi-weird show thanks to Mike and Laura Pierce and my awesome mentors friends and co-hosts Ray and Kristen we'll be back next week with probably a weirder episode because we seem to get progressively weirder which I guess that's kind of by design you'd kind of think with the personalities involved so all our shows are weird weird. not the guests just the show (laughs) amen to that I mean, we did have some good rabbit hole answers, so we're quite disappointed we did not get to do our answers. Sorry, yeah. it, it, it's just the whole place is down the rabbit hole, and I can't stand crowds. So we'll you be back. Need closure. I, no, I just don't like crowds. We'll be back next week on. Whoa, not there, not there, there. Yeah. <laughs>